Welcome back to another episode of the Convoluted Podcast. It's your host, Jesus, a.k.a. Tyrant Dominus, and I'm here with Manny once again to join me while Liz is away. Welcome hey, back. Thank you so, hey, thank you so much for having me back. I really enjoyed our last conversation. Figure we follow up from it. <laughs> no, yeah, it was a fun episode. Okay. Uh, we got a lot of response, and uh, um, and it, uh, it's always a joy to talk to you. Um, for anyone listening, uh, we do have a message from Liz. Liz is doing well. Uh, you'll be seeing her in a couple weeks, but she's still not 100% to be on camera or her voice. A little bit, a little bit raspy here and there, but she's getting better. Um, but, uh, we wanted to tell everyone she's doing well, uh, and she misses everyone. So you, you might get to hear a quick, uh, uh, message, video, audio message in the near future, but it won't be until October-ish when she'll be, uh, back. But we have a bunch of fun guests like Manny. Uh, joining us in the next couple of weeks uh, and we, we are very grateful for them to join us to talk about some of the shenanigans because last week's shenanigans were <laughs> bad and it seems like it just keeps getting worse out there right it, it, it does right and you know just to kind of uh, to add to that though there's no amount of news that we cover that will not be that will be as great as hearing that uh, Liz is uh, doing much better. So very happy to hear that. Yes. Right. So like always, um, let's do a little catch up. How has your week been? Um, honestly, I blinked and it's Thursday again. So at the time <laughs> of this recording, I have no actual idea what happened. Where am I? I? I'm back on the couch. I'm somehow wearing a pink shirt and a hat. I don't remember the last, uh, the last seven days. Hey, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's one of the few things where... It's a, it's, it's that weird concept, like you're quote, getting older. And I'm like, yeah. I hate it because your, your days just meld together. And then when it's, you're f free, finally, it's like, where did mm. my, all my time go? Like, where did it all go? Exactly. Right. It, you don't know where the, I don't understand where time went. I, you, you know what? It kind of brings up a whole point. It's like, how many things can you actually remember? from your younger days like okay like for example right I'm not, i don't want to date myself but i cannot <laughs> give you i cannot give you a solid memory from ages 20 21 22 23 24 25 i cannot give you a date and give you a memory from that year hmm interesting i think yeah. i think nowadays with how uh technology social media people have more of a uh, a record keeping method, which is easier because I can just go on Facebook and like, I haven't used, I don't use Facebook, but I could go back to my old Facebook account and look back and like what I did back then. But right. yeah, childhood. I, if I'm okay. I remember this, uh, watching this, um, video of kind of conceptualizing how time works in extent because the, uh, for when you're a kid, we'll just say when you're 10 years old, uh, your the amount of memory you have to remember as a ten year old 
remember something from seven year old is a lot closer than if you're trying to remember like we'll say uh, I'm thirty uh, thirty three and I'm trying to remember uh the ten year old stuff. There's like a way bigger gap of memory to uh like parse through. So it's easier to remember things as a kid just because there's less time for you. There's less time needed to go through than it would be as an adult. It's just so much uh, expanded upon. I I butchered that a little bit, but that's kind of how I was interpreting that. No, I I get it, right? Basically, that means is being an adult sucks <laughs> it's true and it's and it seems like the our governments make it even harder to enjoy being an adult and it's like i remember uh kind of uh tangenting off that i remember were, were you the type of kid who like couldn't wait to become an adult i was just about to say that yes i was i was like damn i can't wait to go and you know start drinking i can't wait to you know Go to, you know, do adult stuff, right? But now, yeah, it's, um, I was, yeah, I kind of wanted to do that, uh, in, in the sense where, in the sense where you just, you wanted to just be quote independent, but it's once you actually become a, a member of society, it is not what you think it is. And it's like, it can be very disheartening depending on depending on your your economic level and how you are and everything but it's just like for me i'm like huh this is the this is the world it's not as great as it is and depending on your decisions you made along the way to get to the point where you are now it's like did you make the right choices for that now you know what? My life has to be the worst choose your own adventure story right? <laughs> everywhere. Every time it's always like, I want to go back to, I want to go back to page six and redo this. Damn it. <laughs> oh, what was it? There was, um, someone was telling me a couple of weeks ago, um, avoiding like the butterfly effect. What would current you like if you only had to leave one message, like a note or, uh, a fifteen-year-old you, what would you leave your note? Don't delete the Bitcoin email. Oh God. Oh, okay, I'll tell you this story. Go for remember, it. Go, uh, go for it. Remember about like uh, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago when Bitcoin was first hitting the ten k. Yes. Yeah. So you know, everyone you know was like searching their mailbox for Bitcoin things like that. Serious thing. I actually received an email. Uh, it was a marketing email because, you know, you go into your old email, you search Bitcoin, get it. It was from like 2014 or something. It, they literally had a deal. Buy two Bitcoin, get one free. And at that time, Bitcoin was like 100 bucks or something. Right? And I was just thinking, I'm just thinking like, shit. I'm thinking, hey, I wonder if this promo still works. But <laughs> yeah, but no, no. So that, that would be one of them, right? Okay. Um. What else was I going to tell you? So, speaking of uh, a child of great childhood memories, you know I'm a big wrestling fan, right? Yes. Yeah, we can jump into My, straight into the news. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I want to just can we can we do that? Yeah. But before that, um, as always, everyone, uh, don't forget to uh, share the show for anyone out there on social medias: X, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Share the show. It's the best way to help. 
uh, promote the show and spread it. It uh, we've been getting a little bit more boosts in recent years because of our video format. So uh, we thank you, everyone who's listening. If you don't want to do that, you can always um, tell a friend. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to do it. It's free. Just tell a friend, tell a family member to listen. But if you want to help us financially, you can always buy something, uh, some merch at merch.tyrantdominus.com. It helps us financially to kind of spread around some of the things that cost the on the back end. Uh, Helps us a lot. Mm. But like I said, word of mouth. But yes. Can I try saying that in Spanish? Go for it. Por favor, si quieren llamar atención y soportarnos, por favor, comparten este podcast en X, Facebook. Uh, y Instagram y TikTok y todos los otros um, y todos los otros social media que pueden estar ahí porque haciendo eso es una manera para soportar este programa sin dar uh, sin darnos dinero porque no hay nada mejor que que decirle a tu amigo a tu familia a tu persona de esto para recibir más atención. There we go. Do I have a clap? There we yeah. go. No. Do I have clap emojis? There we go. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Andrew. We're being a more multilingual. Uh, we have a special thing coming up in the near future. Uh, we couldn't do it today, but there's something fun in the works in the background that me and Manny have been talking. But that's top secret until the future. Um, but yeah, um, Manny brought up a interesting story. I personally have used to be, I'll, I'll say used to be a big wrestling fan. My father, my family, I'll say my family was a big wrestling fan. We have strayed away from it in the, in the last couple of years, but we still see clips here and there, um, thanks to YouTube and stuff like that. But, uh, what, what news do you bring to us? Um, so before I bring into the news, because I do want to talk about CM Punk, it kind of reminded me of the for and anyone who you know who hasn't watched wrestling in a few years, here's the sad reality. When you're probably thinking old school wrestling, you're probably thinking Hulk Hogan Macho Man. No, the reality is Hulk Hogan uh, old school wrestling is now Stone Cold and Triple H. Okay, I'm gonna Ooh. let that settle into. I'm gonna let that settle into a few people. Emotional all right. Also, you're gonna chance check out Macho Man promos. That man was on another level. All right, um, what I want to talk about is CM Punk. Now, there's probably a million wrestling videos created about the news covering CM Punk. Maybe they cover better, but I actually want to talk to you about, you know, what is, you know, exactly what's happening. So around this, uh, about a year and a half or so ago, uh, close to two years, AEW, it's the new promotion uh, that is, you know, rivaling WWE. It's ran by Tony Khan, and it has actually some fantastic wrestlers, right? Some guys that were from the, you know, the indie promotions, uh, but now, you know, they're more mainstream um, wrestlers, such as, you know, Canada's own Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, you have Hangman Page, Chris Jericho is actually there as well. They have, they brought up, they have some homegrown talent, Sammy Guevara, their current champion, MJF, and some former WWE guys like Adam Cole, Sting, yeah, Sting. Do you remember Sting? Yes. From WCW, the guy dressed like the crow. Yeah, he's yes. there. Oh, Dude okay. is still jumping off freaking top ropes for some reason. Like, I, I don't know, yeah. man. Um, he, he just goes to the back, you know, just fucking, <laughs> just looks in the mirror. He's like, you got this! And then, you know, off he goes, just numbs himself. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got, so, so there's that. Now, CM Punk, he left the wrestling industry 
probably like close to 10 years prior to this, right? Oh, now, really? Up this okay. Yeah. So he came back to AEW, big thing. Then around this time last year, he, they had a big phone. They were, like they, he won a belt and there was a press conference afterwards. And he, and the term is bury the whole locker room. And by bury, it means like, you know, he talks shit about everyone else. Mm. And in doing so, the Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, uh, even mind these two, they're, they're VPs in the company. They went to go have a talk with him and they got into a fight. So this led to Punk being suspended and he also had an injury all the way up to about May of this year. Now, there's still a lot of trife between both of these, uh, between the both parties. Okay. But the guy is a draw. So the owner, Tony Khan, he basically creates a whole other show on Saturday called um, Collision, AEW Collision. And it's more centered around CM Punk because he can't be around other people. It's like, okay, you, I have this asset. doesn't get along well with other people. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give him his own freaking show. It's like, it's like being written off and going to another network. Oh, damn. You know, it, it's, it, you know what it's like? Think of like, actually, funny enough, the way it worked out. Remember how Joey got a spinoff? Yes. From Friends? Yeah, not many people remember that, by the way. Right? Yeah, very, um, that's a very uh, niche thing. Right or Baywatch Nights, okay? I, oh yeah, I could, oh, God, that's so long ago. I know, yo, aliens, <laughs> alien surfers. Anyways, I um, point is, so Punk, he basically is on this show there, and the guy was ruling with an iron fist. He wasn't letting certain talent go to the back. He was dictating who gets to go on what. You know, just basically being a bit of a tyrant there. Well, anyways, long um. There was an incident where a wrestler wanted to take some time off. Okay. But he wanted, and there was an incident where he said, you know, oh, I want to use real glass to write myself off TV, like, you know, fake an injury angle. Punk said, no, you're not doing that. So Punk, not even the owner, not even creative, said, no, Punk, you're doing that. And the last pay-per-view that took place in England, All In, they ended up getting into a, like, so he said something the, so this wrestler that you know wanted to use glass, his name was uh, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. That's Luke Perry's son, by the way, from oh. 90210. Yeah, so his Luke Perry's son is a wrestler. I'm going into a whole lore here, aren't I? Okay. Right? So anyways, he ends up uh, saying something on live TV, you know, uh, saying like, oh, something about real glass. Well, that pissed off CM Punk, who was in the back. And apparently they got into a fight. And the details are being emerging that he choked them out, put them in a headlock, and he lunged at the owner himself, Ooh. right? And lunging at the owner, he told him, I'm going to fucking quit. All right. I can swear on here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been yeah, over, five, gonna, it's been a, over yeah. five minutes. <laughs> yeah, right? He's like, I'm going to fucking quit, blah, 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 you know, whatever. They suspended CM Punk again, right? Damn. And then, and then no, the guy is from Chicago. Then they had another pay-per-view all out the week after in Chicago. The owner opens up the show collision by saying i had the difficult decision of firing cm punk i you know it's the first time i've been going to wrestling socials i was 30 uh you know it's the first time i've ever felt that my life was in danger or that i was in danger keep in mind though the owner tony khan he's you know he's bankrolling everything he's the they're the owner of a of a soccer team and then the jacksonville jaguars all right that's the owner and so oh, I forgot which other soccer team. Somewhere, Dwayne is shaking his fist at me. Okay, oh. Dwayne is a friend of the show. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, so I do have a, when, when you're done, I do have the official statement from all uh, elite wrestling. Well, we, yeah. I can read oh. through it once, uh, once you're done. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So yeah, I'll tell you how I say it. Basically they let him go and it was, it was announced today that when Tony Khan, he came out in the air to, you know, say like I had the unfortunate, you know, uh, decision to let him go. The show went from something like 485,000 viewers that after he said that, it dropped to 390,000 viewers. And look at that shit. Right? And it was and it was all key demographic. So like, yeah, the guy is a draw. And like, you know, they got rid of him. So it must be really hard. So the guy must have done something. Yeah. That was really like, I mean, he did things that were pretty bad. Hopefully now, I mean, the wrestling industry can move on, but it's very unfortunate because a lot of people like this wrestler. Yeah. So yeah, that, oh, that's crazy. There is a lot of lore. Wrestling definitely has a lot of backstory, a lot of dramatization, but there's always like people forget there are real people. There's that happen backstage. We, we, as the people only, we, as the audience only get to see what is shown to us on the stage and a little in the back room, but not the real stuff. Um, but yeah, some, some stuff can get really dicey. Uh, definitely. But man, it's been wild. But yeah, here, let me, let me go through the, the, the official statement. This is the statement from all elite wrestling and Tony Khan. All elite wrestling has terminated the wrestler and employment agreements between Phillips Brooks, CM Punk and uh, AEW with cause and effective immediately. The termination was confirmed today by Tony Kong, CEO, general manager and head of creative of EAW. The termination follows a week-long investigation of an incident occurring backstage uh, at AEW all in London on Sunday, August 27th. Following in the, the investigation, the AEW disciplined before uh, making an uh, uh, yeah, unanimous recommendation to uh, Khan that CM Punk be terminated with cause. Khan offered his this following statement. <clears throat> Phil. Play, uh, Phil uh, played an important role with e- AEW, and I think I thank him for his contributions. The termination of his AEW contract with Cause is ultimately my decision and mine alone. Of course, I wish I didn't have to share this news, which may come as a disappointment to many of our fans. Nevertheless, I am making the decision in the best interest of the many amazing people who make AEW possible every week. Our talent, staff, venue operators, and many others who affect our unsung but essential to bringing our fans great shows on television and the uh, arenas and stadiums throughout the world. Well, that's the official statement. That kind of sucks. That yeah, it's um that kind of like your quote, your bad apple, uh, can like really yeah. sour the bunch. And yeah, it sounds like it, definitely there's a lot. There's a lot that was happening. In the back, yeah. like I said, I've been out of the wrestling meta for a couple years now. I think like right around the time CM Punk was starting his career in WWE, like the first few years, uh, that was like the last like my actual interaction with the um, with the sport. If, right. Yeah, for anyone who, right. like who's gonna break me on that. It's it's entertainment sport, okay? No, it it is it's sports entertainment, right? Okay. That's what it is, and it, it's it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, like, 
it is a soap opera in a way, you know. Although, I mean, I'm, like even when you were watching it, like, do you remember, you know, like the old school promos? Yeah, uh, you know how they would get on there and they would talk about it. Hold on, let me see if I can pull up a promo. Hold on, hold on. let me see if I can do a quick promo for you. Hold on, I gotta, gotta turn the hat backwards here. <laughs> Hey, I lost you there for a sec. You're good. Wow. My hat backwards destroyed the internet. <laughs> I, um, I, it would just be something like, you know, along the lines of like, listen here. I don't like you. You don't like me. But you know what? We're going to go out. We're going to get this money. And that's basically how wrestling promos used to be. Yeah. Right? And you know what? I liked that. I liked not. I liked the fantasy of it. Right? I don't want to hear about the politics in the back. I don't want to hear about that. It's like, okay, it's good to kind of get an idea, the politics in the back, but all I really cared about is like, oh, is someone making the move, you know, someone, you know, from AW making the move to WWE or something like that. Yeah. I don't want to hear about, you know, all the shit that goes on in the back. I don't want to hear about all that. It's like, it kind of ruins the fantasy of it in a way. It's like, um, it's like acting, you know? Definitely. And, I don't... and, and it's a soap opera. Like, and, the, and like soap operas, they always have, you know, like one minute, you know, for one episode, you know, Dr. You know, Dr. Jones is played, you know, by one actor. And then like the next for the rest of the season, he's played by another actor. Oh, man. The the entertainment business, definitely. It's, um, it's a weird one. Mostly when you're then adding a lot of physical um, and a lot of heated, heated discussion there. Um, it's definitely a sad thing that such a very... A uh, prominent figure in the space had to go and do that, and uh, it, because one, it, it hurts the the their industry, their their the company, but then it's hurting uh, the biggest thing is the fans, the people who supported, um, well for for the most part in this situation, CM Punk's like everyone who like really like like were his fans, like like that's that's where it's like. You spent all the time supporting someone, and that's how they go out. And it's, like, very heart-wrenching. Very heart-wrenching. Fuck me, right? Speaking of soap operas, I know that we got other stories to go to just deviate for a sec. Um, were you a fan of telenovelas growing up in any way? Uh, no, I've, I've, I... Well, technically, because what's funny is when, it come, when you think telenovelas, for the most part, it's just uh, Mexican soap operas. Yeah. Uh, but if you consider American soap operas, then yes, because they're still technically okay. just, um, it's thinking back on it. Like I, I, I would say I, I would, I would personally say, no, I wasn't. But then when you look at it now, like, yeah, there were soap operas and I just was not admitting to them. Like some of the old ABC uh, shows and stuff like that. Like these are soap operas. Yeah. <laughs> I you know it's funny though. Cause so a couple of things I, I promised to move on from this. Now, see, I've always kind of attributed, I guess, like my bit of dramatic flair to things is like I was a big fan of telenovelas. I used to watch them with my mom all the freaking time. So um, can you pull up the image of uh, of this Mexican of this old one? It's, I believe it's Mexican. Uh, it's called Cuna de Lobos. The villain in the it's just an older lady with an eye patch. And I absolutely love this. Why do am I getting just tails? Uh, lady. Yeah. Cuna de Lobos. I think it has to be spelled like that, which means den of wolves, if I'm not mistaken. Cuna 
Is it the lady with the eye patch? Yeah. Hey, right? yeah. I always found it to be so dramatic and so intimidating. Like I have to tell you, like as a kid, I think that this is my. She would be my anime villain origin um, starting point. Right, <laughs> just her whole look, her whole demeanor, right, was perfect. She was such an evil bitch. I still remember her, but the actress, absolutely phenomenal actress. I've seen the interviews with her. Great person, right, off screen, but oh, just absolutely fantastic. Right? Did, did you know they made a a remake in 2019? I did, and I stayed away from it. No one's ruining that. You're not. You're not going to total recall that on me. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm just looking at the images. I see her, uh, and I'm like, wait, there's another uh, one. Like, which one's the real? Oof, she is uh, a, a villain. I know, right? Absolute villain. The other one that I remember watching with my parents, which was just absolutely insane, was the one called uh, Las Juanas, right? And well, I mean, there was also Marimar, but everyone, I know that I, everyone, one. I've, I've triggered so many memories right now on anyone listening to this. Okay, uh, but also there was one called Las Juanas. It was kind of supernatural, but at the it, basically there was the the devil was in town, right? Now, I gotta tell you this. I I I don't know if you'll find the image, but the devil in this, it was an older man, you know, very handsome man, dressed in an impeccable white suit. I'm talking Ooh. impeccable. Just he looked phenomenal in this white suit. If I can get this suit, I'm down, right? <laughs> To the point where that if like if I I think if I ever did like an acting role, I would love to be the villain in a Mexican soap opera. And I tell no, in a telenovela. That's what I want to do. And I would base my character on the older lady from uh Cuna de Lobos and the devil from Las Juanas. There you guys go. Without a without a visual, I sound insane. But <laughs> yes. That would be fun. The, just developing something like that, just for yeah. But definitely, yeah, t- telenovelas or any soap opera definitely has a flair to them. Yeah. That, that, that catches your attention. And it just like, and it def- de- definitely leaves a memory uh, when you're younger. Uh, and it's uh, definitely a good sense of like writing to compare to what right now. Because there's some good writing here and there. But yeah. sometimes you just get, and I'll say telenovelas do not always have the best of writing. But they're engaging enough because of the the over drama that seasons of them and things like that. Definitely, like you like yourself, uh, I used to. It used to be in the background because my parents would watch it all the time, so I would just try to ignore it. I would just be on my Game Boy. But you would still like hear it in your periphery, and sometimes it would just catch your attention. Like, yeah, that's wild. Like they still watch it to this day. That's why telenovelas still exist to this day, just because yeah. they're so crazy. And um, now we're getting, thanks to the, the ability of the internet, we have now soap operas, telenovelas from other countries, from Korean yeah. telenovelas to uh, to Japanese uh, dramas. Like, look, the now we just have it, everyone. Hey. Man, if, you, if anyone listening wants to see some really wild stuff, look up some Indian telenovelas, some Bollywood stuff. That's, oh, that's, <laughs> that's wildly hey. funny. I got a hot take for you, okay? And, I, and let's move on. It's the last thing I'm going to say about Telenovelas because I can go on forever about this. It's just so unscripted and off topic. Um, I'm going to say, and this, I'm, I'm probably going to get beat up for saying this, okay? Telenovelas have very similar storytelling methods to some animes. I can see that. I won't deny that. Yeah. I can see that. Definitely. Yeah. You have some crazy characters that you follow 
for the most part, you use a central amount of people and some yeah. outrageous plots. Definitely, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? I will. We can make a an a correlation later. Like, all right, we gotta yeah. like this one's almost exactly like this. But yeah, like yeah. Manny said, there's other stories we're gonna get into. Um, let us know any of the shows that just jogged your memory just while we were talking. Uh, from if you were a, a wrestling fan to an old uh, soap operas telenovela fan, let us know yeah. down in the comments if you're watching yeah. on YouTube or Spotify. Uh, or let us know on any social medias. But yeah, yeah. we're we're gonna get some more <laughs> disturbing yeah. stuff. Um, because we were we were talking last time about airlines and stuff like but this is this is one of those things where it's like it sucks if you're on there and it sucks if you are the person. So apparently, I know what your story this is. yeah. So a Delta flight uh, diverted after was diverted after passengers suffered severe case of diarrhea. Now, everyone can admit they've had diarrhea. Having a severe case sucks for the most part. If you're sick. It's that you, you're li- you're like living near your bathroom for the most part, and yeah. it sucks. Now, I I personally never thought of the situation of like, I have diarrhea. I'm in a plane for X amount of hours. That's never once crossed my mind. Uh, like that's not a worry I think about. I think about like making sure I get to my destination on time or the crane pla- crashing. Those are the only two things I worry about if I'm flying, like. But the the feeling of like diarrhea. Well, what? How would you feel in this situation? Before I jump into the story for more details. So, as a passenger I, or I, as a person. Uh, so, I can tell you that I've um I've during long flights, especially international flights. Oh yeah, you traveled been, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I've been seated near bathrooms sometimes. The smell when that door opens is so foul that, and and the fact that the cabin isn't closed, it doesn't have anywhere to ventilate, right? That you just start thinking to yourself, like, like, like I'm going to vomit. Now, I, if this is the same story we're talking about, I've seen the video. Oh, I haven't seen the video. There, no, there's not video of it happening, but the video of the aftermath. Oh, and, Dude, it is. It's what you think it is, and worse. Okay, so let's right. uh, let's jump into the article then. So, yeah. a, a Delta flight from Atlanta, Georgia, to uh, Barcelona, Spain. Oh, that's a that's a long flight. That's a that's a long flight for sure. Uh, had to make a U-turn Friday after a passenger suffered a medical issue that had to turned out to be a severe case of diarrhea, according to multiple reports. FlightAware records showed that the Delta One Nine Four left. Uh, the Hartsfield Jackson Atlanta International Airport at 9 30 a.m. or p.m., traveling for two hours and 11 minutes before they had to return at 10 p. Uh, 10 40 p.m. A short audio clip from the pilot's emergency call to dispatch was shared on social media. Oh, okay. The biohazard issue, the, the pilot said, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane. Uh, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. Do I? Let me see if I can just find the audio, just so everyone in the audience can listen does to the, it. Does the because they're obviously they're Spanish, right? They're from Barcelona. Did the audio sound something like you know, uh, something like, like "Me regreso"? What's going on? ¿Qué pasa? Se cagó. Se cagó. Okay, so there's audio. Everyone, get ready. You're gonna listen to the audio. Negative. It's just 
just a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. There you guys go. So basically, what I just read, but God, I you gotta love social media. Someone leaked that. <laughs> um. So here, let's uh, see. Uh, leaked. Really, the right word. Oh, uh, there, there you go. Like, yeah. Okay. 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 So, okay, let's see here. So the comment says, my partner was on that flight. Oh, my partner was on that flight. A user commented on Twitter known as, uh, God damn it, whatever. It was pretty bad. It was, it was dribbled down the aisles, smelled horrible. A Valenta selling, a valen, ugh, vanilla scented uh, disinfected used on it only made it smell like vanilla after the plan landed. Ooh, vanilla and ugh, uh, shit. <laughs> That's not fun. Um, let's see here. Anything else? Uh, Delta confirmed to people that in a statement that has been uh, a medical issue. Our team has worked quickly and safely as possible throughout to clean out the airplane and get customers to their final destination. We sincerely apologize to our customers for the delay and inconvenience on their travel plan. Yeah, just some mumble jumble. Um, anything important? Mid-flight. The mid-flight incident comes after the flight from now. Uh, female major. No, yeah. So for the most part, it's just like it's just like okay. So you saw the video, the aftermath. What can you share from from that? Because it just sounds like it was bad. Because think about it, let's just say that medical emergency definitely does seem like the apt uh, choice of words here. Um, was was it from here from a scale from? Uh, we'll use the scale from like a bathroom incidents from a scale from your home bathroom which is traditionally clean to yeah. uh, uh uh gas station bathroom what would you gauge it at mm. gas station bathroom at midnight oh god uh, those are some do you, do you know what it's like do you remember that south park episode the world of warcraft one Oh right. no! Your please no! Like, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no! It, it was it was like something out of South Park, dude. It was it, it, it heart breaks for the person that's on there because you know they're embarrassed. That that's the other thing from like from a from a standpoint from the individual. Oh god, that is that's that's so heart wrenching because it sucks for the people. Yeah, definitely. You're like, but for the person who's in that situation, all eyes are on you. Like yeah. it's like it sucks so much because you're gonna live in infamy. Infamy is a strong word, but it's like as being the the guy who shit himself in the plane forever, and it's hard to live <laughs> down. But it's it's not really all your fault at that point. You had a as far as the statement because a medical issue, and it sucks because you, they it they were probably just going to Spain for a uh, uh, trip or something, right? And like. That yeah. just ruined everything, and you had to then delay it for the rest of the people. It just, it just yeah. sucky overall. So I wish the best for the for for this individual. I don't. We didn't get a name or anything, but that's fine. Uh, because yeah, it's um, it sucks. It it definitely a a. I never want to be put in that situation, and I don't ever no. want to be uh like put other people into that situation. But it just it sucks for everyone at that point. It does, yeah. And um Delta Airlines. We ain't got shit in the air. <laughs> God. They do. They do. Oh, they do. Oh God. All right. Let's get to some um some more heart wrenching stuff in, in the sense where you would think 
we were act well, the thing is me and Liz were going to do this for once we hit on YouTube, we hit a thousand subscribers, but I don't think we'll be able to do this anymore. So the, uh, everyone knows the Pocky one chip challenge, right? You have you seen it? Have you seen videos of it? Because that's kind of what I've they. Just, I've only heard about it to be honest with you. So for anyone wondering, the the Pocky one chip challenge is a single chip. They every year they release a new one that gets hotter and hotter and hotter, and and for the most part, it's it gets views. You know, you like to watch people suffer. I did. There is a video on my YouTube and on my TikTok of me giving my brother extremely hot wings and making him suffer. So it gets the clicks and it gets the views. It, it's, you know, that's why they have hot ones, uh, because people enjoy watching that. But definitely that, go for it. So, so uh, watching people, you know, suffer and be in pain is click clicks views. Yep. In that case, I'm just going to put a camera in front of myself every morning. And just <laughs> just, uh, just show the internal suffering. No, no, it's not uh, anymore. <laughs> so, but now, now it's, like I said, it's being pulled off the shelf because Pocky's One Chip Challenge has been pulled from the shelf following a teen's death. So this is what's being reported at the moment. Uh, the product has been pulled off shelves after the, the death of a 14-year-old boy who has died from after eating one of the spicy chips. In a statement on its website, the, the chips company said that challenge it intended for adults only. And the chips packaging has a clear and prominent labeling highlighting the chip is not for kids or anyone sensitive to spicy foods who has uh, or who has food allergies and is pregnant or is under uh, under underlining health conditions. So for the most part, it's one of those things like do not do if you're not able to like, it's like, it's like a, like, um, a blanket, like, like protect you all. Right. Like, don't do it if you know you can't, because for the most part, yeah, I, I get it. I, I personally am, I'm a little bit more sensitive to spicy food than your average person. I definitely get a lot of shit from my, my, uh, Hispanic side of the family for it. I enjoy spicy food, but there's a, I have a scaled limit to it, but I will, I would, I was going to suffer for the views for you guys, for anyone listening or watching, I was going to do it for you guys. Uh, but definitely it is not, I've seen people do it. It can get really bad, but, uh, let's hear, uh, Pocky says that it has seen an increase in teens and other individuals not heeding the warning on the packaging. I've seen people do two chips, which is fucking stupid. So, I mean, Pocky's got to be somewhat liable for this, or not liable, but they must have seen this coming, become, coming because it's in the fucking name, One Chip Challenge. Are you not, ex- are, do you think some, like, over 20, 22-year-old person or even younger has the time to be like, I'm going to go and film myself and feel eating this chip? Matt, I don't have time for that personally. Okay? If I'm going to do the One Chip Challenge... I'm doing it at home, and I'm going to cry in the bathtub like a fucking adult, okay? I'm not going to videotape it. Um, but, they, I mean, with the name, like, One Chip Challenge, they should know that it's going to, pr- I mean, obviously, it's done on purpose, right, to promote, you know, some sort of social media, you know, it's cl- it's, like it's clout. It's clout chasing. It is, right? And then they, they can't turn around and be surprised when, you know, the people that cloud chase the most, you know, like the younger, the, you know, the, the, that demographic 
right? When they go out and they try it, and then all of a sudden they do that. I mean, and also if it's intended for adults, shouldn't it, you know, also be like, you know, have the same standards as like, you know, cigarettes or porn or, you know, or alcohol or things like that, right? Where you could only buy it if you have a certain amount of things. Like, what are some products that you can buy that are intended for adults that that you can just buy off the shelf? Like, I can't think of many off the top of my head. Me either. Um, but I think that, that's pushing it, though. It, definitely, like, definitely, it is not a, ch- a cheap chip, for sure. Like, a yeah. single box of this is, like, 15 to $18 a pop American. But so one, one, one chip, chip is 15 15 bucks. So you are spending a pretty penny to try this. Definitely. So, so yeah. So, um, so yeah, so if you're doing the challenge, you should see it coming. So yeah, definitely. If you're doing it, it's going to cost a pretty penny. I think that's where a lot of people are like, are, are like gauging, like if you're really going to do it, you're going to be spending a good chunk of money. Like $10 these days is a lot of money these days. Uh, like to be no, honest, by the way, how big is this chip? Is it like, um, you you know those uh Doritos? Think of an, a a little bit large Dorito, just a little bit bigger, just smothered in. Uh, actually, they know it. It's uh, smothered in Carolina Reaper pepper and scorpion pepper dust. So, from what every video that I've seen of it, it does not taste good at all, and it's extremely dry. So, and you're supposed to like last a minimum a minute without drinking anything and then see how long you can last. Uh, It is a challenge then. It is a challenge. It's a challenge, but it's one of those things where now going back to kind of the situation with the, 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 the incident with the, the, the young kid, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely one of those things where it's everywhere. Social media is spreading it. You, and then people want to try it. Like I said, we were, me and Liz were going to try it because We've seen it done. We we're gonna, but we were gonna do it for a like a moment, like hitting a thousand mm. on YouTube. It, it it was gonna suck for the 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 few minutes we were recording and for the hours afterwards, definitely. Mm-hmm. But it, it's one of those things for us. It's like we know we're gonna suffer for it. And from what I've heard from this incident, from this specific incident, is that. Um, that apparently he was giving the ch- uh, the chip from uh, we're gonna say quote friends at the lunchroom, and I'm like that that's where it it gets it, it gets interesting, um because like peer pressure back in in fourteen what is that like eighth grade ish yeah fourteen like, no, maybe ninth grade like it's a, it's that middle late middle school early high school year you you get mm-hmm. you get there's a lot of during that time, right, in this day and age, you really want some social media clout. People are being influenced from a lot of different uh, content creators, different YouTubers, TikTokers, uh, not Instagrammers anymore. That's not a thing as much anymore. But there's a lot of people out there, streamers. Just there's so much out there that people want to be a part of it or get something. And it's just there's a level when this when this specific incident, it seems like, he was given it or maybe potentially allegedly maybe uh uh peer pressured into it, uh, doing it i'm not going to lie i was i i i have and been peer pressured to do stupid things as a kid um that ended up like with a couple scrapes and bruises here and there um but there there is a there is a spectrum of like that's going a little too far and it sucks that 
the going a little too far in this instance it ended up with a uh the death of a child sadly um outbreaks for his family yes my you know so uh my thought as far as what what should what and i'm trying to think i'm trying to process the thought of what should pocky now do because should they i don't think they're gonna stop production but how and selling it selling it how should they restrict it should now you have your id when you buy this thing or it's like because it's 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 one of those things like how how do you regulate this now my idea would be sell it that you know anyone anyone who buys it prior to opening the bag or anything like that should say you know like it should be a terms and condition like you know by purchasing this product you know, you could, you know, you are, it's sort of like what, signing a waiver, right? Then they can have a QR code with a waiver on it. I mean, they can make it kind of, you know, like, you know how restaurants say, like, you know, it, oh, in order to eat our wings, you know, you have to sign this waiver. Exactly right? what I was thinking. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, right. You know, make it fun. Make it like that, right? Um, the other, you know, so hot, you got to, you know, like, you know, it's so hot that, you know, it's not good for you. Then that's what they need to say, right? Because, I mean, it, there's obviously dangers to it. Um, additionally as well, I mean, they, if it is, if they are saying it's intended for adults, then treat it like, you know, like an adult content, right? You know, don't make it accessible to people of a certain, of a certain age group so that, you know, that they don't, uh, you know, to avoid these incidences, right? Exactly. Like, um, like sell it with the, the, the cigarettes and stuff, sell it in the back, like, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So I think there's not much more we can say. We do we like best wishes to the family. We we are deeply sorry that such a what what should just be a dumb entertaining uh challenge can be like end with some horrible results. So wishes to the fam best wishes to the family. Let's kind of then transition to some more crazy, a little bit more funny stuff then. So uh, we got a Florida man story for everyone. A Florida man story. I love Florida. The Florida man arrested after attempting to cross the Atlantic in a human-powered hamster wheel. What are your thoughts as I just read that? So, hold on. So, he's inside the wheel like a hamster. So, yes. is it like is it like a bubble? Like I don't I don't I don't understand how this works. So, for anyone who's not watching or who's listening, I will describe this thing to you. Think of did you ever play Twisted Metal? Of course. Uh, do you know Axel? Yes. Think Axel. The wheels are uh, like weather balloons. Okay. And the center is a cage. Okay. Hey, wait, hold on. Did you say Atlantic? Uh, yes. He was attempting to cross the Atlantic. Okay, good. For a second there, I got my geography thought up, and I, I thought you said like Pacific, and I was thinking like, hey, is that the other end of America? So <laughs> that's, a, that's a long way to travel. How far did he get? So, okay, we'll read the story. Here we go. <clears throat> a man from Florida who was trying to cross the Atlantic in the human-powered hamster wheel was arrested by the U.S. Coast Guard, according to card documents. Uh, Rez uh, uh, Balachi was 70, 75 miles off the Georgia coast when officers found him during uh, a manifest... Wait, what? Manif- 
manifestingly uns yeah, manifestly unsafe voyage while Hurricane Franklin was heading towards the area. Holy shit. Wow. Oh, wow. So the coast of Georgia? Yeah, off the coast of Georgia. Can you pull up a map and see where Georgia is, please? Yeah, give me one moment. Because uh... this is just going to bring up more questions. Okay, uh, I have a map pulled up. Okay, so what do you need me to... How far is... Is Georgia is in Europe, right? No, Georgia, the state Georgia. Georgia's the oh, north... The state. Yeah. Okay. It's the, the state above uh, Florida. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was thinking he made it pretty far. Bro, it, it, I wish we, was, we were 70 miles away from a different state, a different country. Um, where did my article go? There it is. Fun fact. Did you know that Canada uh, actually is very close to France in, uh, legally? There's an island off Newfoundland called Saint Pierre Nicolie or something like that, and it is technically French territory. Oh, interesting! Yeah, fun fact, everyone, right there. Okay, so let's see here. Let's see what happened here. The Coast Guard said that the vessel was afloat as a result of the wiring and the buoyance, so the weather balloon stuff. Uh, he was arrested August 28th after the bizarre three days uh, standoff. Three day standoff. Wow. What? At one point, uh, uh, Bolucci, who refused to get off the vessel he was on, displayed two knives and threatened to hurt himself if officers ab aboard, uh, 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 officers abroad, according to uh, files, uh, the files against him in the Southern District of uh, Florida. He also threatened to blow himself up. What the heck? At which point, Coast Guard officers on site contacted the U.S. Navy to determine the location of the alleged bomb. But Balachi later revealed that the bomb was not real. Oh, God. So, he was just. Could you imagine? So, just picture this for a second. Imagine. Imagine you. Just, just picture this. You're just an everyday citizen. You look out yonder on the water. And you see what appears to be a vessel. You're like, I've never seen this before. You look and you're like, hey, is that a hamster wheel? Hey, is that a guy? The hamster wheel? Hold on, I'm going to see if he needs help. You go up to him. He brandishes a knife to you. And you're like, all right. I've never been, you know, threatened with a knife out at sea. This is a new one. Okay. You call the Coast Guard. Coast Guard comes in and they're like, you know, you got to get off. So then he produces another knife and then says, hey, I'm going to blow this. I'm going to blow this whole shit up. Then they say, all right, we got to get the Navy involved. Now, when I think Navy, I'm thinking of the Navy coming in in some like fucking like USS carrier, you know, like a destructor, right? Coming in the giant fucking boat to just go take on a fucking hamster wheel. Also, three day standoff. Three days. He's, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, you got you got to be very um, for for self harm, and then the the alleged bomb. That's a that's a lot to take in. Definitely. Well, I didn't hear the self harm part. Yeah. Um. Oh shit. So yeah, he was definitely not trying to get arrested. Uh. It. It. Apologies. Yeah, it's fine. Um. But yeah, man, that is wild. Some of the things that. 
Uh, it's not that I've never, I personally, it's not like I never thought of doing something like this, but I would, there's this level of sensibility for like, that would be a cool idea to do to like actually, uh, like doing it. Right. Like, do I want to build a raft and go on the, on the river? Maybe one day I want to, but do I have the time or do I even want to actually get to the point where like building my, a raft by hand myself, like, no, not really. No. Well said. <laughs> exactly. It, it's just not, it's not, there's, there's some, there's some level of like, this person took the time, built this thing, and then went out into the, the ocean during hurricane season. And, you know, he is so lucky that he actually got picked up because he would have just ended up as another just lost soul in the sea. So, yeah, scatter it. Ah, well, so, geez. yes. All right. So, and you know what? You know what I take from all that, too, as well? What? Florida. Florida. Yep, Florida. All right, everyone. We're going to be watching a video uh, of a more recent news story. It's a wild one uh, for the online, on, uh, online space. All right, let's see what happens. Okay, everyone. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, eight passengers. And, uh, a, once again, when you get into... Uh, family uh, channels on YouTube or family-oriented channels, they can get really divisive, and it's very disappointing when families use their, their children as content. And when then it, when it get, gets a little too wild and too real. So let's see what's... Um, we're going to be watching Charlie's video. He explains it decently well uh, what's happening out there with uh, the mom of the family about a pure evil youtuber that was just arrested for some truly heinous stuff this is not a goofy topic at all this is going to take that smile off of your face faster than if you would watch the james corden clip this is the story about ruby frank of the very popular par parental advice slash parenting blogger slash family youtube channel eight passengers which is already a really creepy name, by the way. Eight Passengers does sound like some kind of cult. Eight Passengers sounds like the title to a horror movie. And unfortunately, that's not far off because the woman behind this YouTube channel, Ruby Frank, is basically a monster out of a horror film. Ruby Frank and her business partner, Jody Hildebrandt, were arrested this week and they're being charged with six counts of child abuse. Now Ruby was Jesus Christ. So yeah, that's a uh, that's it, it, it's it's gonna he's gonna dive in deep into how this all came to be. But apparently, some of the videos that the videos have now long been taken down, but people have clipped them, and there's some horrible signs where like like people like hey, there's something happening in that family. People should check out, and CPS has gone. But they never did anything about it, and it was just until this recent incident. Um, I, I, if they, if he doesn't bring it up, I'll bring it up. But uh, I, I remember reading about it. I can talk about it too. Yeah, uh, let's see if he brings it up, and then we'll go from there. Alone yeah. with the eight passengers YouTube channel, her husband Kevin was also prominently featured in there as well. But for some reason, he's not mentioned in any of this right now, aside from a couple of mentions that. 
He's just trying to keep the, the family together and help the children through this difficult time with Ruby being arrested. But I can't imagine a world where Kevin was somehow oblivious to all of the abuse the children suffered in that household. There's no way Kevin didn't know what was happening. Unless he's an absolute fucking lobotomite zombie, there's no way he didn't know what the children are being subjected to. I just can't imagine a single multiverse possibility that Kevin is squeaky clean in this situation, just totally innocent, had no idea what was happening to the kids in that house. Especially considering in 2020, Kevin was front and center fighting on the front lines to defend himself and his wife against abuse allegations. So yeah, it, there, there was already allegations and it wasn't until now, 2023, where things are finally coming to fruition. And definitely the, the husband, the father, like he was trying to, but he, he, from what I've gathered recently, um, like, uh, he was removed for, because of the wife and the business partner about nine months ago, but yeah. definitely he, he knew something was up. Something was up. Yeah, of course he was. And uh, I saw this video earlier, and I the way what Charlie explains happened to the children and what you know why they got arrested like the like the catalyst. It's fucking insane. Yes, let's see if he brings it up. Defending their yeah. parental style. I'll go into a bit more detail on that situation a bit towards the end of the video. But basically, some viewers were really concerned for the safety of the children based on what be what was being presented in some of the eight passengers videos as well as what was being discussed, such as taking away one of the kids food privileges as well as one of the kids bedroom privileges. And eventually Oof, they tried horrible. to get CPS involved and CPS and did get loosely involved. Shit. But the whole time Kevin was defending the actions that they had been taking with their parenting. So like he, there's just I I don't believe that he didn't know about all of the abuse that was being suffered in that household by the children. But since right now it's only Ruby and Jody who have been arrested, I'll focus on them. They go over some of the stories and videos that she would proudly post on her channel, where she just Jeez. openly admits proudly, almost bragging about torturing her children. She built a who the fuck does that? That's a thing. It's like. That level of yeah, I'm I'm keeping food away from my kids until they learn their lesson. I'm denying them a place to sleep. And you're 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 putting this out into the world for everyone to see and thinking you're right. This is when you get kind of those kind of those Karen videos where they they post themselves being the in the wrong, but they think they're right. But this is just in the next level where She's just hurting her kids. Uh, and it's very disappointing. And it's very malicious. Truly, like Charlie said, she's a monster. Um, all the allegations are true. And from everything I've heard, it looks like it is. Oh, no, um, yeah. It sounds like a special, it is. Special place in hell for them. Definitely. Let's see. So let's special, see. Very, very special place. I'm talking like seventh level dungeon. Reputation as being a strict parent with a strict parental style, but strict is not the right word for it. This isn't like some kind of teacher that's like, hey class, settle down, no fishy business, we've got, we've got work to do here. And this isn't even strict like, you know, your fucking basic training drill sergeant or anything. This, the way she treats her children is like the way prisoners are treated at Guantanamo Bay. She fucking posted a video where she was laughing about not feeding her daughter any food 
because she was punishing her. And she even said that she hopes nobody gives her daughter any food because if she did, then the lesson wouldn't be learned. She was starving her daughter as a means of punishment. Yes. And uh, to add to this, the daughter at the, the, the time of this was six years old. Fuck. I remember as a kid, like, you know, my parents saying, like, you know, if you don't finish your homework, you're going to go to bed without dinner and shit like that, right? But if I was obviously hungry, my parents would be like, all right, well. Oh, what happened? Sorry about that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, right. Like, like no dessert in that case. Exactly. Or for me, it was like, oh, you don't get to watch your your cartoons or TV shows today. Like, or yeah, yeah or you have to go to bed early. Or you're a classic uh, the '90s thing. You get a whooping, but yes. but nothing to the extent where you're starving your children, and the, the definitely not posting it and proudly saying, yeah, I did something right. It is. Yeah. Oh, God. It only gets worse. <laughs> it only gets worse. Uh. I learned about this on stream. So I'm going to go ahead and show you some of the clips and go over some of the stories that were shared. I think it's important to mention that this was not some small, obscure channel. The content they were posting wasn't just being banished to the shadow realm immediately with no eyes ever being on it. No one ever seeing it. This was a huge channel. Eight passengers had 2.5 million subscribers. That's the um, thing. Hey. Can we pause for one minute? I just have to use the washroom. All right. Five, four, three, two. Okay, and we're back. I know it's become somewhat of a trend in journalism to try and like clickbait headlines with things like famous TikToker arrested for DUI and jiggling butt cheeks to Doja Cat say so on the side of the road. And you read that and it's very eye-catching because it's like famous TikToker. Oh, shit. Well, who was it? And then you'll read the person's name in the article about the crime and then you'll check their TikTok page and it turns out they have 50 followers and all they do is speculate on anime power levels. And it's like, well, not exactly a famous TikToker, but it's 2023, so everyone has some kind of social media presence and journalists will oftentimes just connect it to that. So famous TikToker does this or... Famous Twitter shit poster does that, even though they're not exactly a famous TikToker or this and that. But in this case, it really is a famous YouTuber, a very large YouTube channel that gave tons of parental advice for a very long time, had a very successful family vlog, and then even went on with Jody Hildebrandt to start doing life coaching and general life advice. That's where, like, she should not be the one giving life advice or like no. parental advice. And no, what's no one Oh God. It's just because that's the next thing. It's like who, the ones who take her advice and are doing that to their children. No, the, I need, what the fuck, man? What is wrong with people? Exactly. All the while she'd been abusing her children the entire fucking right. time. I don't know. There's something about that picture. That's super eerie. Those lips are right right something out of like midsummer. You know what it looks like? It looks like a wax figure come to life. <laughs> God damn. You're right, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Bruh. A Utah mother known for chronicling her strict parenting style was arrested after one of her children ran to a neighbor's house seeking help. Her channel name was Eight Passengers. 
They had 2.2 million subscribers. Ms. Frank hosted the now-defunct YouTube channel Eight Passengers, where she posted videos about her parenting approach with her six children, including refusing six kids. food as a form of punishment. Wait, and she did this on and YouTube? My kids are literally starving. I hesitate to say this because it's going to sound like I'm like a mean barbarian, but I told the kids, I said, I'm not even going to let you eat breakfast until you get your chores done. If I Yo, there's uh, there's crazy in those eyes. Definitely, definitely. Like, you can see the crazy in the eyes. And here's the here's the other thing. Uh, apparently, her her family, her her sisters, also run family vlog channels. She's not the only one in the family. How about, how about the? Uh, I don't really think anyone in that family should have a vlog channel. The red flags were all there. She was hiding in plain sight. That's that's actual torture. You can't do that. Miss Frank and Miss Hildebrandt were each charged on Friday with six counts of aggravated child abuse, according to the Washington County Attorney's Office. Each count carries a maximum sentence of 15 years in prison and a fine up to 10K. That definitely needs to be a lot more when it involves children. Hey, well, you know what? Hit him up with all six counts. Give him uh, 90 years in jail. Minimum. According to the affidavit, Ms. Frank's 12-year-old right. son, identified as RF, climbed out of a window of Ms. Hildebrandt's home and went to a neighbor's house on Wednesday morning asking for food and water. The child had Jesus. duct tape on his ankles and wrists as well as open wounds. He appeared to be emaciated and malnourished. So that's how it all began from the literal escape of one of the childs. Like, that's the sadder thing, is that's how... Everything finally had to be brought to quote light with the escape yeah. of one of the the kids, and yeah, especially duct tape and open wounds. Yeah, because uh, what's wrong with this person? Because they, I, I, I wonder if he's he'll bring it up because apparently he had to be taken to the hospital for those wounds, and the 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 other child that that was they were found in the the house also had open wounds themselves. So I don't know, man. There was some biblical shit happening in that place, just like the the whippings that and is... probably. But yeah, well, I mean, they should bring out some old biblical torture on that point, right? Because it fucking, for this person here, it's not fucking right. This is some pure evil shit. The neighbor called the police who then found Miss Frank's 10-year-old daughter, Eve, at Miss Hildebrand's. She also appeared to be malnourished, the, alf the affidavit said. Both children were taken to the hospital. The boy was placed on a medical hold due to his deep lacerations from being tied up with rope and from his malnourishment, according to the affidavit. Oof, oh that's horrible. God. It is. At one point, Miss Frank had 2.5 million subscribers to her channel following the lives of her six children. In 2020, Chad Frank, then 15, told YouTube viewers in one family video that he had been sleeping on a beanbag for months and that he had lost his bedroom after playing a prank on his little brother. How did... How did she get away with it for so long? If this was literally in their YouTube video. She on camera in her TikTok or whatever said that she denies her children food as a form of punishment. And then apparently one of the kids also revealed that he had lost bedroom privileges for months after playing a prank. Playing a prank. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh God. There's strict, there's strict parody and then there's whatever the fuck this is. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. How? How did this persist? Here's the other thing. She's making money on YouTube off of this too. You gotta you gotta add that next level of stuff. This should have went straight to prison. Do not pass go. 
In one video recorded by Miss Frank and reposted to TikTok, she said her daughter Eve's teacher had called her to say Eve had come to school without lunch. Miss Frank said the teacher was uncomfortable with her being hungry, but that Eve was responsible for making her own lunch and that the natural outcome is she is just going to be hungry. Hopefully nobody gives her food and nobody steps in and gives her a lunch because then she's not going to learn from it. Learn what? Your mom's a total fucking nutcar? At this point, definitely. The sad truth now is that uh, these kids are definitely going to be going through a lot of therapy to kind of normalize to what the kind of the world, because you are not coming out of this situation in the right mindset. Um, also, also, the fact that like their abuse has been documented now, right? Uh, through video. I mean, yes, the channel has been deleted, but we know on the internet, nothing really is truly deleted. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Told us words right out of my mouth. Yeah. And this is all on video. She said this on video. How, how was CPS not alerted sooner? Oh, and apparently there was even a bunch of like petitions from the community to try and get them taken down because it was actual evidence of child abuse. But it looks like none of that was taken seriously. We've been trying what to tell f- the police and CPS for years about this and so glad they finally decided to step up. Kids are safe, but there's a long road ahead. Oh, this was one of the children. Sherry Frank, now a junior at BYU, posted about her mother's arrest on Instagram saying justice is being served. Wow. So one of the- yeah, but one, one finally escaped. Like you had to leave for university yeah. to get away from them. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's pretty bad when your mom is a horrible person. I mean, there's, we don't get along with parents, but I I, I don't think that that is some serious evil shit. And mm-hmm. I'm normally, I have something, uh, a quip or something witty to say, but I got nothing on this one. No, no, because this is one of the things where when it becomes a little bit more real, and yeah. it's the thing where uh, uh, where I where we bring it up is because some people don't talk about it. A lot of people who, at least some of the audience members that I talk uh, who listen to this, aren't internet people. But it's like like they don't know who YouTubers are or streamers are. But there's some real implications because this individual, uh, the the YouTube eight eight passengers, like he mentioned. Mm-hmm was a large channel had a big following and and was being quote documented of child abuse basically and no one people were trying to say but nothing was ever done until like this and this is back in minimum 2020 i would probably 2018 so at least five years five years and that's you know this room Kind of reminds me of that whole Daddy O Five channel fiasco. Yes, I don't know if you remember that. Yes, I remember that when they were. Yeah, I remember that was when that was happening. It's yeah. it's like family channels should not exist. Family vlog channels should not exist. Like that's I I I I am forefront of that because when you're monetizing your your life with your kids, and then that 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 in itself has its own like issues but then Mm -hmm. this adding this this horrible like horrible monstrous take it's just disgusting kids was trying to no sorry go ahead 
alert so. CPS and the police and they didn't do anything, how would you not trust one of the victims of it? Especially when there's so much documented evidence on their own fucking YouTube channel. Now, I mentioned on stream how surprising it was that this hadn't happened sooner when she openly posted content about some of the abuse she was inflicting upon her children. And it turns out a lot of the community that was aware of this channel was actively trying to get CPS involved. Especially when it came to that beanbag incident where one of the children made it clear that they had been sleeping on a beanbag for an extended period of time because they had lost their bedroom due to that prank that they had played on one of the siblings. So, CPS did get loosely involved at some point, but Ruby was somehow able to, like, brush them off and nothing came from it somehow, which blows my mind because this isn't one of those situations with hindsight being 2020. This isn't one of those things where you can just say, man, if we only knew then what we know now, we could have really helped them. Because this is so clear-cut, like, this should have been a no-brainer that something was wrong. For an authority figure to look at any of these videos, it should have been a massive, alarming situation. Fucking sirens should have been blaring. The second yeah. that Ruby was proudly gloating, wiggling her fingers, celebrating her yeah. incredible parenting of just depriving her children of food as a punishment, that should have been enough to get authorities involved and learn about what was actually happening here with the Ruby Frank household. Um, I think that's more than enough here. Let me just, yeah, that's more than enough. It's this, this situation. I definitely, I hope she gets what's coming to her and more. I hope, I hope because there's hope more the kids get help. Yeah. There, I hope yeah. the kids get the help they need. Um, because there's so much more to the story we could dive into, but it's like, we, we heard what we needed to at the end yeah. of the day. At the end of the day, the the kids are safe. I don't know about the whole father situation. That's a whole nother deal. We'll see what yeah. comes of that. Um, but I I wish the best for the kids because you know no no child should live through that level of parenting. Like you know there there there's there's reasonable disciplinary stuff, but yeah, there's to be deprived of a the, the the basic necessities of, of food, food. Bed, everything yeah no that is definitely that especially when they're readily available to you i mean i get if you're struggling and you can't provide it i mean that's a different story but it's all there you have 2.5 million followers you got bank right you don't need to uh, fuck them fuck this person I, i'm you know what i'm glad i'm not that into the space because i know for a fact that like something like that shit I'm glad i didn't need to know about it exactly but uh, we we need at least share it for anyone who needs to know because uh, you know it's it's like that we we need the public to know a little bit more and take it more seriously because like uh like we like he mentioned it like Charlie mentioned earlier it was there there was evidence being put out by the actual perpetrator and nothing was being done about it and it's just sometimes nowadays more people have more voices and it's being pushed out there's good and bad that come with it, right? But in this situation, a lot of good could have happened, uh, definitely. And, um, yeah. um, you know, like I said, best wishes to the kids um, and and that. Uh, do you have any final thoughts as far as the, the eight passengers fiasco? 
Um, no, I, I, I just hope the kids are safe and I hope everyone gets, uh, and justice does get served. Exactly. All right, then yeah. I think that's, where we're going to, we're going to end it for, for today. So, uh, yeah. Manny, thank you for joining me. It was a real pleasure as always. There's it was a pleasure being back on. No, like, like I said, I thank you. Like I said, if you're, you're always welcome to time when you're available, if, and when you're available, because there, nice. you, you have a lot of stories you want to talk about as well. Oh, like there's, to, oh, there's so much stuff, right? I got, uh, hmm. I don't know. Maybe we should go back into the anime telenovela thing again. Ooh, we might do point. that as a, as a special bonus for everyone. Uh, uh let's, Let's see if we can find some uh, animes that mirror telenovela stories. Ooh, there you go. So yeah, so yeah, guys, we we'll be we'll be in the background talking, seeing uh, like weird things. Yeah. If you have any thoughts on that, let us know. We'll we'll read in the comments, like, and we'll we'll analyze them as best we can. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that that seems like a fun idea. Um, but yeah, we'll be getting more. And uh, it sounds like Banny's uh, willing to come back here and there. Uh, no, totally. it's, it's always fun to talk with him and I hope you guys, I know everyone's who's been listening has been loving, uh, the return of Manny. Um, it's it, like I said, I enjoy talking about it. It's been a while since I like verbally spoke with him. So I'm glad to, yeah. uh, chat with him again. Um, and you will be getting Liz back, but like I said, you are also getting some more guest hosts along the way. And I hope you guys will enjoy them as well because they are willing to take some time off their day to join us for, uh, this to share on some of the, the good the bad, the ugly on the internet in the world, because we want to at least bring some light, but some seriousness when we want to talk about these weird stories. Um, but as always, um, don't forget to share this show on any of the social medias um, to, uh, if you want to support us financially, merch.tyrantdiamonds.com. And as always, um, man, thank you for joining me until next thank time, you. everyone. See ya. Yeah.